like to welcome everyone to this exclusive podcast episode, which features a highly informative Q&A with Jason Hanold, CEO and managing partner of Hanold Associates, a specialist boutique focused on HR officer search and board recruiting. Jason is here with us today to discuss the CHRO's rise to the C-suite and the CEO-CHRO relationship. Before launching Hanold Associates, Jason was a partner with Russell Reynolds Associates, where he was the managing director of the firm's global human resources officer practice and a member of its board of directors and CEO practices. Jason serves a client roster that includes Patagonia, Nike, eBay, REI, Riddell, Fossil, Carnival Corporation, UFC, Heinz, and his very own alma mater, Northwestern University. As always, I'm your host, Adam Shapiro, brand development leader at Hunt Scanlon Media, and this is Talent Talks. The CHRO, of course, has always played an essential role, but changing times have helped to elevate the position to new heights. For all the value that those who occupy the Chief Human Resources Officer seat have brought to their companies over the years, it is only now that the role has begun to claim the fullest respect and attention of top leadership. It's been a long time coming, say recruiters who hunt for them, as CHROs are playing an increasingly critical part in moving their organizations forward in an ever-changing economic landscape. We are here today with Jason to help us break this all down. Jason, welcome to the show. It's great to have you on. Thank you, Adam. It's great to be here. I uh, appreciate the invitation. It's our pleasure, Jason. Well, let's get right into this. So can you tell us what some of the more unique challenges that CHROs face today? Yeah, and it's, it's certainly evolved over the last year. So today, when we're having conversations before the launch of a chief HR officer search, and we're talking with the CEO, and it could be from the CEO of Vail Resorts to the one we just started for Vulcan, uh, which is Paul Allen's company in Seattle. Their brand-new CEO, Bill Hilf, described the challenges he's having and how it will impact this role. And fundamentally, a key challenge for CHROs today that are in role, it's the same. And that is, how do they prepare this organization to be agile? How do they prepare the organization for change? And really, for the chief HR officer, you have to really think about this as a bifurcated approach. And that, one, you have to ensure the organization is hiring talent where they themselves and their approach and behavior are wired for change, meaning they have the tolerance for ambiguity. They themselves are nimble. They're agile. They're great coalition builders, great relationship builders, so they can fundamentally help navigate, and they're not change resistance when the inevitable transformation comes down the pipe. The other dimension of that is really how do you build the organization for change with the right levers so the organization can stay nimble. So if uh, we have a particular focus today, but then customer demand or the market economies insist that we go someplace else in order to stay profitable, viable, to scale or grow, how do we change our structures and the effectiveness of our organization to follow those change patterns and those strategies for the organization? So that's a, that's a major shift onto the plate of the chief HR officer in a much more pronounced way than what it's been, done, where it's been in the past. Another pillar for them that's impacting them in terms of not only their unique challenges, but it really goes to even their human capital strategies. And that, that is, how do they prepare the organization for the juxtaposition between the generational demands of their talent, right? How do they prepare the baby boomers for their contributions and their knowledge sharing 
to pass to others as they begin retirement? How do they prepare millennials for executive leadership and their own development and the generations in between? So those are, are two of the key challenges that, oh, by the way, those overlap on the ongoing issues around, do we have a highly engaged workforce? Do we have a culture that's really aligned to who we are as a company value system and where we want to be from an approach and behavior from those guiding principles perspectives as well? So those are some of the challenges they're facing today. Well, thank you, Jason. Those are very interesting points you raised. The evolution of this role is unbelievable, and it shows no sign of slowing down in this war for talent. So, so Jason, CHROs align human capital strategies with company business strategy. That's one of their expanding value adds. Is this why we all seem focused now on their working relationships with CEOs? Absolutely. Um, most CEOs that we talk to today, they describe their key partnerships with two other people. It's always their chief HR officer, at least those who we're talking to, and then the trade-out is either their chief operating officer, if one exists, or their CFO. And sometimes those CFOs are also taking on more strategic roles for the organization, Or, it, but that other person, the CFO or COO, is typically the person who may be um, being prepared to be the successor to the current CEO. But always the, con the, the commonality in our discussions is they view their CHRO as their key confidant, their key advisor. They appreciate that, you know, the CEO has the loneliest role in any company, and that's probably seconded by the chief HR officer. So their connection is key on a personal level that bleeds into the professional level where then that CHRO is driving people practices and human capital strategies that are supporting the very agenda of that CEO and their strategies for the organization. So that connection is absolutely critical. Well, at least they can be lonely together, right? <laughs> That's right. That's right. Well, this is such a critical relationship that cannot be overlooked. And this brings us right into the next question. Where do you see the CEO-CHRO relationship heading over the next few years, is it safe to assume the bonds between the two will grow tighter? Not only will they grow tighter, but I think there's going to be an added purpose to that connection and that relationship. I just mentioned how the today it's typically the CFO, COO, or, or maybe another member of the executive team that is close because they're being prepared to be the CEO successor. I believe that in, in our careers, we will continue to see more chief HR officers being groomed and prepared to be the successor to today's CEO. And so that adds another dimension to the, to that vitality of that partnership. Because now it's not only about, are you my counsel? Are you my candid, um, you know, pushback? Are you the person who I consider my key advisor? But here's what I need to share with you about your journey ahead, about my role as CEO. Because more organizations, and we see examples of this around us, um, especially over the last year, two, three years, but, but that, those instances will continue to accelerate. And, and that, therefore, this partnership becomes much more vital, even in preparing of the passing of the torch in leadership of these companies as well. So I think that's going to be a really key component going forward. It seems like a very exciting and enticing time to be a CHRO and it's clear that you have your finger on the pulse of this fast-changing environment. Uh, that is all the time we have for now. This was truly a pleasure, Jason, and thank you so much for your time and insight.
Okay. Thank you, Adam. Have a great day. You have a great day too, Jason. And that's all for this episode of Talent Talks. Thanks for listening.